Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm so honored and privileged to share with you the word that we received this week. Let's open our hearts and minds. Let's bow our heads and pray so that indeed we may welcome the word for what it is. God speaking to us about his great love for us. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that, loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord. For even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the, daughter, the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. What a great liturgy of the word. We are part of a journey where we have been hearing so much about what God wants us to have, what God is giving us because he loves us so much. You remember, we have been going through a lot of parables, the seed being thrown all over because the sower wants to generate as much fruit that he can. And then we heard that we as Christians receive the word of God generously because God wants us to experience the fullness of life. And that life we learned is the life lived allowing God the Father to transform us into the image of Christ. And that is the treasure that we find in life the pearl of great price. Those were other parables that Jesus told us that we heard a couple of Sundays ago. But when we found that treasure, when we find that pearl, what else did we hear? That we have to make a choice. We have to be willing of letting go, of selling everything else. Why? 
because what God gives us is so unique that there is nothing else in the world like it. And yet, God is so very gentle in giving it to us that he is asking us, in order to receive it, you have to let go of everything else you think is important, everything else that you think can compare to my love for you. And just like in the parables, the person who found the treasure sold everything with great joy. Why? He found something more valuable. The person who found the pearl of great price did whatever he could to take it, to keep it. We must respond to God in the same way. And we find out that when we do, God helps us to keep our eyes on Him. Because we learned that wherever we look at, that's where we go. That's why we always want to have Christ at the center of our lives. Because He will give us direction. But what image of God do we have always in front of us? Even liturgically, we always have the crucifix. Jesus crucified always leads us to the altar of God. And apart from the pandemic, on a regular time, what do we find in the liturgy? How do we pray what we believe in this case? That the liturgical procession begins always with what? With the cross. We follow Jesus wherever he goes. But we know when we learn how to ride a bike, right? We, if we don't look where we want to go, we are going to find ourselves off the road. I learned that very, very early. When I was riding, learning how to ride a bike, I was told, don't look at the tree because that's where you're going to find yourself. You and the bike, right there. So I was, you know, was riding, and all, you, you look at the tree, like, how can you not? Somebody tells you there is a tree over there, what do you do? You keep looking at it. And eventually, whoa, bam, all the time. Yep. So I learned that way. And, but we also learned this from last Sunday's Gospel. You remember, we saw that um, uh, Jesus invited Peter to walk on water. And we were invited with them to walk on whatever is, it is that we're going through, whatever it is that we are scared of, whatever it is that we are uh, creates anxiety in us. And what happens? He actually walks on water. We also heard this from Paul in the second readings a couple of Sundays ago, that God has given us the victory of Christ. We are victorious, and we are so when we keep our eyes fixed on God, on Christ. What happened to Peter? He was walking on water, he was doing fine, but he now becomes aware of the storm and the wind, so he takes his eyes off Jesus, and what happens to him? Down he goes. And even there, when he cries out, Lord, help me, he, Jesus is there to take him. And he says, oh, you have little faith, meaning we sometimes have our faith that is weak because we think that the storms are more powerful. Now we take another step, and we're putting all these things together, and we say, to what level are we responding to God's love? But also we need to learn a very, very, very tough lesson today. Did you see Jesus? Jesus behaves in a very bizarre way in the gospel. Don't you think? 
Well, let's see what, what's going on. First of all, we have heard that what, gives, what God gives us, God gives to all people. What God gives to us, He gives to all people. What God gives us, gives to? Okay. I want you to understand that when we say all, we really mean all. I checked. It means all. All people. So we have to assume that the people we cannot stand are also loved by God. And that's good. That's good news. Because it could very well be that we are people that somebody doesn't stand. Can stand. So we know that all people, so even the people that we feel should not be granted the grace that we have received from God, because they may be of another culture or of another thing. Whatever it is that we feel there is a difference, or even today, I'm going to say a bad word, ready, of a different political group. What happened to them? Well, they're loved by God. Okay, so there's no discrimination, and that's good news, believe me. So why do we say that? Well, first of all, it comes from all the readings today. There is this concept that is universal. God now is entering into a completely different way of looking at people, and every single person on earth and in history is loved by God, and is given the chance to love Him back. Now, we see that Jesus in a way, uh, brings this to a reality. He is going to take some time off. You remember, he's trying to take some time off for two couple of weeks, for a couple of weeks now, and he just can't do it. But he now takes some time off, and he goes north. He actually goes outside of the Holy Land, and he goes to a territory uh, identified as Phoenicia. So we have this woman uh, that is a Canaanite, is identified as a Canaanite woman. Is she's not a Jewish person, okay? That's all we need to know. And what happens is she apparently knows who Jesus is because she has a problem. Her daughter is ill, and she wants, as a good mom, she wants her daughter to be healed. And she's going for a miracle. I love her. She's one of my favorite characters of the Bible. Why? She's after a miracle, and like a mom that has a ch sick child, she's not going to stop at anything. All right, so what happens? She goes to Jesus and says, Lord, help me, son of David. Calls him son of David. Jesus doesn't like that title, but and she says it. And what, what does Jesus do? Jesus does absolutely nothing. He's not replying. He's ignoring her. Well, don't you think it's a little weird? Huh? It's not Christ-like. Somebody should have told him, like, what's wrong with you? And remember that Jesus, by it, it, we, the story starts with him ignoring her completely to the point that this lady becomes an example of great faith. Well, I have to tell you, like that woman, I spent many times in prayer, and I felt that Jesus was giving me that treatment. Have you ever had that experience that you pray, and it feels like God is not answering? There is nothing going on? 
Anyway, she is not going to take no for an answer. She's after a miracle. She's a mom with a sick child at home. Watch out of sick mom, you know, moms with child at home. You know, they, they, parents have this wonderful gift. They become incredibly strong. She's after a miracle. And what happens? She insists. Jesus replies because the disciples behave more like Christ. And he says, Lord, do you want her to send her away? Because she's constantly calling her. And he says, I have not come for these people. I have come only for the house of Israel. Well, that's a slap in the face. Don't you think? What happened? She keeps on going. So now Jesus talks to her, and she says something that is very difficult to handle, at least for me. Says it is not right to take the food from the children and give it to the dogs. I live with a dog, and it's very difficult not to give food when they come to the table and give you the puppy eye. Like, are you going to finish that? What are you eating? You know. Now, what can we do with this sentence? Jesus is saying, first of all, the word dog at the time of Jesus was an insult. Jesus is insulting this person, calling her a dog. The dog was a symbol of uh, a Gentile, of a pagan, someone who is not relying on God, someone who is going to think only about oneself, someone who can growl when things don't go away. When they feel threatened, they are not thinking about loving their neighbor. What do dogs do? They attack. It's not a good symbol at the time of Jesus, in the culture of Jesus. And yet, he uses that symbol. What does this lady do? Does she go home and write something on social media? I'm only giving that guy one star. Really rude. Poor customer service. No, what does she do? What is she after? A miracle. She's not going to let it let it go. So she turns now, she takes another step and says, that's true. That's absolutely true. But guess what? Even the dogs get the scraps, the crumbs from the table. Jesus says, woman, so great is your faith. Did I miss an episode of something? You know, well, what's going on? Well, she is turning things around. She is understanding something that we must understand too. And it's going to be a tough lesson, so don't shoot the messenger. Let's all take the challenge. You see, God relates to us in love. And love demands the truth. So God is now challenging us, saying, listen, I love you very, very much. I'm giving you everything that I have myself, my son. But you've got to understand something, that what I'm giving you is a gift, a gift that really you are not entitled to. It's a free gift. And St. Paul tells us that we are not deserving the gift because like 
Jesus is saying, we too can be like those dogs. We too can turn around and deny God. You remember when St. Peter denied Jesus? He denied after being with him three years. So there is that part in us that says, I haven't done anything to deserve this. I'm not entitled. And therefore, I better approach God with humility. Knowing that just because I make a request, it doesn't come up as a contract. That just because when I ask him to do something, and I say, I'm asking this in the name of Jesus our Lord, God is not obligated to do whatever we want. Sometimes we get so disappointed because God doesn't behave in the way I want him to. That God doesn't give me what I want. People don't do what I, they don't follow my opinions. Sometimes we, ele we are elevating our opinions to the point that they become more important than the gospel. And we get very upset when the church doesn't do what we want. Do you understand? That's the dog. That's, that's what this symbol is going to. And that's what we need to understand. That whatever we receive from God, it's because He loved us. And therefore, whatever we present to Him must remain free. God must always remain free because He continues to offer us His life. And we have to understand that whenever we ask something, it may not be good for us. So guess what? We say, well, God doesn't answer my prayer. Yes, he does. No is an answer. It's not the one we want. It's not the one I like. But no is an answer. And we take from him everything as a gift. Even the sacraments are a gift. They are our right because there is a responsibility of responding. But they are a gift. So we want to explore this week the greatness of the love of God, the freedom with which God gives it to us, and most especially the role that we play in this exchange of love. Say, so do I accept God's gift with humility? Or do I feel that I'm entitled to whatever I want? It's a really difficult thing to accept because the world out there is enforcing this mentality that it's our right, it's our mentality. But love is free. We cannot approach God in this way. The faith of that woman becomes great because she knows that she's approaching something amazing and she doesn't deserve it. And yet she's open to receive the love of God and that's what God is looking for, an open heart, so he can even flood her with more love. I know this week will be filled with grace-filled crumbs that we can receive throughout the day, every single day. And I hope we will be open-minded and with an open heart, able to receive all the gifts that God has given us, so that indeed we may continue the journey with a sense of gratitude and a sense of an attitude of humility. Very shortly, we are going to have Sean and Kelly coming up to the altar and being confirmed. This year, we are almost over with the First Communion celebrations, and we are starting the celebration of confirmation, and they are 
so many people reclaiming their faith for themselves as disciples of Jesus. So as we see this happening, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, don't just look at them how awesome they are making this choice, but renew your faith as well, knowing that you too have been given this wonderful gift to be called to be part of the family of God. And I hope you felt inspired by the word to open your heart and respond in gratefulness for the many gifts that God has given us. I wish you well, and I'll talk to you soon. Continue to pray for all of us involved in the ministry of the word as we pray for all of you. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you.